they're kind of the first full-fledged town that's probably going to get lost to sea level rise in America. I hope Tanchir is saved, but I hedge a bit when it comes to the question of should it be saved. Let everybody know how much erosion. We ain't a sinking, we're eroding. We're not just talking about saving the land, a piece of land. We want to save a community, a, a, a way of life. Shall the Lord destroy Tangier? If we don't do anything, we're going to have a lot more Tangiers, a lot more bigger cities and major cities lost. You're listening to Going Under, the story of Tangier Island, a production of WTOP. Here's Michelle Bash. Tangier Island's one and only school sits on stilts with a pool of water underneath. Walkways out front and a nearby baseball field are flooded too. This is what I find at Tangier Combined School, where kindergartners all the way up to 12th graders go to class in the same building. It's the only public school like it in Virginia. Built in 1998 near one of the waterways that have split the island into three parts, the school was raised five feet in 2006 to better protect it from flooding. With water rising on Tangier, class sizes at the school are falling. Small class sizes are normally prized, but just seven students graduated from Tangier combined in 2016. The following school year began with a total of 67 kids enrolled in the entire school. And when students graduate, they tend to leave Tangier for good. Some blame that on commercial crabbing restrictions in Virginia. There's a cap on the crabbing license. Uker is the mayor. So like the young guys that graduate from high school, they can't get a crabbing license unless a family member hands it down to them or somebody drops out of the business and sells them their license. So that's, that's not good for a crabbing community. You need for the guys to be able to get a crabbing license. Uh, we, we tried to get an exemption for Tangier because we're in, a, we're in a different situation out here. You can't jump in your pickup and go to another job. Tangier resident Joan Parks tells me. A lot of them when they graduate, goes working on tugboats or they go to college or they go to um, the military. That's what they do now. Their very few stays now. Author Earl Swift says the flight of young people from the island has been going on for 25 to 30 years. Satellite TV arrives. Kids see uh, on the screen that there's a big world out there that offers ways to make a living that don't include getting up at 3 o'clock in the morning and standing on a pitching deck all day pulling crab pots aboard. Uh, and it looks pretty good. And so they leave for college, they leave for the military, and yeah, they, they discover that there is, in fact, a, a, a big world out there. And, and, and while Tangier is always home and a wonderful place to come back to for visits, they do tend to stay away. He says it's a challenge on the climate change front, too. The fact that, that kids are leaving, the population is aging, that it faces kind of the, a, a demographic cliff's edge in years to come, where it will lose a lot of population in a relatively short amount of time, uh, plays into the question of whether it's worth investing the money to save the place because the per capita expense rises with each departure or death. 
Some believe circling the island with a seawall would help stop the population drain and even attract buyers of vacation homes. If you go up to Smith Island, uh, just across the state line in Maryland, there are quite a few houses uh, there that, that are owned by mainlanders as, as weekend retreats. You see that very little of that on Tangier. I can think of just a couple of houses uh, that are owned by weekenders. And, uh, and there, there are many reasons. Number one, it's, it's a tough crossing to get here, much tougher than Smith is. I mean, it's 12, 12 miles of, of often rough water instead of just six of protected water. And, uh, and you know, the other thing is that, that, that the island is, is disappearing. So who wants to, to buy a weekend house on a, on a sinking, you know, drowning island? One home for sale on Tangier is a three-bedroom, one-bath for just under $73,000. Also for sale, the bed and breakfast where I stayed. Hilda Crockett's Chesapeake House consists of two homes, eight rental rooms, seven baths, a commercial kitchen, and dining rooms that can seat up to 150 people. Asking price, $299,000. Another Chesapeake Bay Island, Maryland's Poplar Island, was nearly gone, shrunk to only four or five acres when the Army Corps of Engineers started rebuilding it in the 1990s. The project, aimed at restoring valuable lost habitat for wildlife, continues today. Containment dikes are built in cell-like formations, then filled with dredge material. The goal is to create more than 1,700 acres of habitat by 2040, at a projected cost of $1.4 billion. As you might imagine, the project has Tangier residents asking, what about us? So if they can create an island, I'm sure they can save one that's already there. Says Uker. Marine biologist David Schulte says the Army Corps is considering a project like Poplar's for Tangier. The big issue for something like that really is that there are no major shipping channels near Tangier that need that kind of dredging. I mean, that's why Poplar Island got built. It was to provide a area to dispose of dredge material from all the shipping channels for Baltimore Harbor. We don't have that situation for Tangier, so if we decided to do a Poplar Island-type project, it would just be to save the island entirely. It wouldn't be to... Um, help navigation. And he says that much talked about wall around the island would not be enough to save it. The town would have to be raised. And how do you elevate an entire town? Pretty much how we would build Poplar Island, except instead of just planting trees, we would basically move the houses around, rebuild the ridge, and then move the houses back on top. So you're talking about a, a major operation because all the roads would need to be raised. Uh, all the sewer lines would need to be raised along with the, the housing. So it would be a big undertaking. And cost big money. Just look at another Virginia city, Norfolk, which recently got together with the Army Corps to do a study. We have recommended almost $2 billion of construction of levees, pump stations, and storm gates and other structures to protect the city against basically storms and uh, rising water. That's what is going to give America a big sticker shock in the coming decades because this is just the tip of the iceberg. You know, there's a lot of cities that are going to need huge investments 
and infrastructure to protect them against rising water. Places like New York City, Miami, and Charleston, South Carolina. We're not going to be able to abandon everybody. And whatever we save is going to be very expensive. I hope Tantier is saved. Says Earl Swift. But I hedge a bit when it comes to the question of should it be saved because that's it's it requires us as a country to decide which communities we're going to save and which we're going to surrender speaking as me personally i think the island should be saved this is schulte but for the corps of engineers they would have to do a large-scale planning study and really take a look at the benefits and the costs. And as Swift points out, the clock is ticking. Should you decide tomorrow that Tangier is worth spending the money on, mm -hmm. worth saving, mm -hmm. you're looking at, at at least 10 years and probably quite a bit more than that before a, a solution is in place to, to preserve it. And, and, and that's best case. 10 or 12 years, you know, we're, we're realistically, we're looking at 20 or more probably, and it doesn't have that kind of time. One thing the course is starting to look at is how are we going to prioritize areas for, you know, either areas we want to save and protect, areas we want to restore, or areas that we will consider abandoning. So we're, you know, we're going to have to decide which ones we, we walk away from. And more than that, we're going to have to decide how we decide, and, and, and that's where things get tough, when we decide what we value as a people. Uh, it requires a, us to, you know, to make really tough, kind of cold-blooded decisions, and uh, it will get ugly. If we don't do anything, we're going to end up under the high-range scenario, and we're going to have a lot more Tangiers, a lot more bigger cities, and major cities lost under the high-range scenario. So what I'd like to see, hopefully, is that Places like Tangier will serve as a wake-up call for everybody and get us moving on this issue because it does affect everybody even if you don't live on the coast. Look at the wildfires in California, for example. There's weather changes all over the place. It's going to affect farmers, wildlife, you name it. Talk to Ralph Northam about Tangier Island and his eyes light up. I know the area very well. I, I grew up about 10 miles from Tangier uh, on Anangkot Creek. Uh, I used to work on Tangier Island back in the late 70s when they repaved the airstrip. I actually uh, drove the boat, uh, captained the boat over to Tangier, about 15 uh, men and women each day that, that uh, worked on that project. Today, Northam is Virginia's governor. There are a lot of traditions and history, uh, and a lot of people still make their living uh, on, on uh, Tangier Island, and that's certainly revenue for them. It's uh, taxes that are coming into the Commonwealth of Virginia. So, uh, you know, I think uh, inevitably, uh, uh, in the long term, uh, we need to look at other options, but uh, certainly in the next 10, 20 years, uh, we need to do what we can to preserve their lifestyles. And if the sea continues to rise and, and Tangier continues to subside, um, you know, it's not going to be there forever. That's just the reality of it. Uh, if we don't take measures to, to help that process or uh, to prevent it, uh, then, then, you know, they're going to have to eventually move off the island. Uker hopes for a different future. The folks that are still living out here, that are still crabbing, uh, I tell folks that 
they're the best at what they're doing. They're good at it. They love what they're doing, and uh, they want to remain. It's a it's a nice way of life, and uh, we'd like for it to continue. What do you say to people that say you should just move to the eastern shore? Yeah, that's 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 crazy talk. I mean, to leave your home and uh, to start over, you would have to you know build another home, uh, move your business, uh, new crabbing areas, and, and it's just you know we just don't we just don't go there. Tangier, it's it, it's home. It's like. Uh, like Dorothy said on the Wizard of Oz, there's no place like home. I'm Michelle Bash. Going Under is a production of WTOP News in Washington, D.C. Find more at goingunderpodcast.com.